The ATF under the Biden administration got an interesting letter from a group of senators saying, hey, we have a problem with some of these secret guidelines, some of these secret rules you have over there that are targeting triggers like this. The one that you see this gentleman using here sort of in this gray zone, according to the ATF. Actually, they're calling them illegal and they're sending letters to people who purchase them and to the manufacturers of these triggers saying that you're breaking the law and they're not really. So we're going to take a look at what's going on here. This is what the letter looks like that went to Merrick Garland from the Department of Justice. You can see his photograph there alongside Marvin Richardson. Marvin Richardson, of course, is the bureau director of the alcohol, tobacco and firearms. He's the acting director over there. And so we've got these two guys. They got a letter from a bunch of senators that look like this. You can see a lot of people here signed off on this thing. You may remember some of these names, Marsha Blackburn. We've got Ben Sass over here, uh, Mike Braun, some of these other Tom Tillis, kind of hard to see some of these signatures on here, but a lot of them, right? These are all senators saying we're upset about what you're doing there at the ATF in particular involving these. These are FRT 15s, 380 bucks out of stock. Everybody wants one. Can't get your hands on them. But take a look at this. This is the trigger that gets installed into uh, different firearms, and it provides some interesting functionality. Now, the gentleman who or the, the company behind this trigger have been involved in lawsuits. We'll take a look at one of their lawsuits that was recently dismissed, but the complaint that was filed back in 2021 still details a little bit more about what's going on here, and so we'll take a look at that. But I wanted to show you, if you want to follow along, the gentleman over there is posting at Rare Breed Firearms a little bit more about the lawsuit and uh, sort of about what is unfolding. But let's listen to this guy here, Lawrence DeMonico. He's going to explain specifically what the deal is with these triggers and how they work and really kind of why they're in compliance with the law because it's an actual pull of the trigger every time. It's just happening very quickly. Let's listen. DeMonico, President DeMonico, President of Rare Breed Firearms and Rare Breed Triggers. And I'm here to announce our new drop-in semi-automatic forced reset trigger for the AR-15 platform. Ooh. During this video, we are going to show you what it is, how it operates, and why it is an excellent choice for many practical applications. Let's see it. All right, so watch this. One, 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 now. same firearm as you can clearly see the trigger is being depressed for each round that is fired or as the atf would define it each round that is fired requires a single function of the trigger so as you can imagine that makes you uh, capable of firing a lot more rounds a lot more quickly so the atf is unhappy about that only they deserve to have that power not you little peasants and so the senators are saying wait a minute yeah you know, what we saw there seems like it's uh sort of within the law as the gentleman on the video de detailed for us saying that every single uh, ejection, you know, firing of a bullet is now being corresponded to a press of the trigger. So this is the letter now that the ATF is unhappy with these things that the senators sent over to them. They said here, let's take a look at this. They're telling us that we write to express our grave concern over the ATF, you people, and your continued pattern of enforcing secret guidance. This secret guidance was brought to our attention like by that company that we just heard from, by those who received threatening letters where the ATF makes blanket threats based on the recipient allegedly purchasing and possessing various firearm accessories like the FRT we just looked at. Here, they say none of which are illegal based on any statute or regulation. So why is the ATF sending threatening letters to people that are not breaking the law? Good question. These letters are in addition to an internal ATF email ordering the seizure of various items that are not illegal, referring to those who are in possession of those things as defendants. Well, wait a minute. 
They haven't been charged with anything yet. So the ATF is now considering anybody who just purchased a perfectly lawful item, according to these senators, as a defendant, as somebody who is sort of presupposed to have been charged with crimes, even though that's not taken place yet. What? We find this pattern of secret regulation incredibly troubling. And indeed it is. They say in the letters, the ATF claims without offering any explanation as to why, what popular items known as solvent traps and the forced reset triggers, the FRTs, which is what we just learned about. They're saying that these are unregistered silencers and machine guns, and therefore they're under the uh, the purview of the National Firearms Act. They say that one such letter threatens saying that this could result in violation of prosecution under the uh, federal law, basically threatening people with 10 years in prison over these things. So yeah, right. That's a big threat when the government sends that your way, be uh, something that might make you very angry. Certainly would mean ATF email dated January 26 ordered ATF agents to search out and demand voluntary surrender of two models of forced reset triggers. If the manufacturer refuses to abandon the items, please take custody of the items, seize them for forfeiture. What? The ATF email referred to those law-abiding citizens in possession of such triggers as defendants. This is coming from senators. Okay, this is not like a crazy, well, I mean, senators largely are, you know, in their own class of people. But still, right, these are these are senators saying, hey, look, our teams, our people have looked at the laws. What's happening here doesn't seem to be in violation of this thing. So much so that we're going to all sign our names to this puppies and send it right over to the Department of Justice, the, the Justice Department. We we are so confident that you're wrong. We're going to all sign our names to this and send it over to you. All right. Despite the significant criminal consequences attached to the unlawful manufacturer, ATF has never issued any public guidance differentiating a silencer from a solvent trap or informing the public that it considers FRTs to be machine guns. So nobody knew that, you know, and this is a big problem in the law. You know, what if they just pass a bunch of laws in the dead of night? Nobody knows about them. And you're walking down the street with your dog. And you get taken into custody and you go, what the heck's going on here? It's illegal now to walk your dog. Well, I didn't know that. Well, it's not our problem. We don't have to give you notice. Okay, that's something that the founders had a problem with. We had issues with them being able to pass laws that nobody knew about. That's why we have notice requirements and we have all sorts of jurisdictional components that make sure that the government can't sort of prosecute you without you being aware of it. Because that is a violation of liberty, right? It's, 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 it's a remnant of tyranny. And we don't want that in this country anymore. So why is the ATF now creating this secret guidance that they're not informing anybody about? I don't know, maybe because they want to go and threaten people. They know that the law doesn't say what it says, but they're using the entire heft of the federal government through the ATF to go and threaten people and try to get them to cower to their will. Notwithstanding the glaring absence, the senators write, of any public will continue. I want to stop, though, and pause here because this is one of the letters that the Rare Breed Triggers Company got. And so this came back. Uh, when did this one go out? Let's see here. Do they have this? This must be the date of this. This was filed August 2nd, 2021, as part of uh, an exhibit. You can see they marked this thing Exhibit F. Previously, they were telling us about an email that went out, an email ATF email dated previously. But this one looks like it was a written document that went actually out to the rare breed trigger LLC. So this is one of the organizations and this got sent, this story got sent in to me by, uh, I think it was Josh over on email. Thank you, Josh, for this says, this is in reference to the rare breed triggers examined the trigger. And they said that we determined this to be a machine gun defined under the national firearms act. You invented this thing. You've got patents all over the place, Maxwell and rare breed triggers. I looked them up on the federal docket. They've got all sorts of patent, patent infringement lawsuits going on. 
and this case, this particular case was dismissed, but this is the letter that they received. And so you can see here, it says the NFA, this is from the Department of Justice, the Justice Department with ATF says, uh, hey, by the way, you're breaking the law. You've got a machine gun here and uh, we're going to be upset about this unless you do something about it. So they say here under the U.S. Code 5845A6, any weapon which shoots is designed to shoot or can be readily restored to shoot automatically more than one shot without manual reloading by a single function of the trigger is going to be something that's classified as a machine gun under 26 U.S. Code. The term shall include the frame of the receiver, any other weapons, any part designed, and they have this in italics, any part designed and intended solely and exclusively or combination of parts designed and intended for, for converting a weapon into a machine gun. Okay, so that's what they're saying that trigger does. The FRT suddenly will take it from sort of a single, you know, full de depression of the trigger, click, boom, click, boom. And you saw that he sort of was able to, you know, we've seen this like with the bump stocks and you know, this argument comes up time and time again. If you have a mechanism that allows you to press that, you know, more quickly, or it, or it makes it so that it's not as much pressure required to depress the trigger, I don't know how it works specifically, but whatever it is, right? They're saying that it's modifying it from the single press into something that's more analogous to a fully automatic weapon, where you just press the trigger hold and it just spits out a bunch of ammunition. Here, though, they're saying it's kind of analogous, right? The, the trigger mechanic is maybe making maybe there's something actually going on in the mechanics of that trigger that is really, you know, sort of like a, like an independent press every time. But what they're saying here is they're saying that's not true at all. The functionality, when you consider everything, the totality of the circumstances, it really is turning it into a machine gun. And they're saying, so therefore you're now in violation of the law, just because you're clever and you came up with a new patent and design. Essentially what it's trying to do is turn us into a machine gun. And they say, as such, now it is subjected to registration, transfer, taxation, possession of restrictions, including criminal penalties if you don't comply with the law. NFA shall be fined 10000 per violation. Additionally, machine guns are also subject to the Gun Control Act, and you can be in possession, transfer, uh, all sorts of additional provisions there. So you're sitting here, you just spent your you know, hard-earned time, money, resources building this new patent, patented uh, you know, firearm self-defense tool. And you get this letter from the Department of Justice and ATF. Hey, by the way, 10,000 per violation. How many of those do you have back there? How many have you sold? Oh, well, it's gonna be a lot of money there for you. Also, you're in violation of multiple federal laws and uh, comply or else. So what are they gonna do about that? Well, they filed a lawsuit to their credit and it worked its way through the courts, ultimately was dismissed without prejudice, meaning they can refile it. And so we'll see where it goes. But I, I don't think that this one particular company is alone in this, right? This is why a number of senators have jumped on this and they're saying, hey, you know, this is not how government is supposed to work. If you wanna pass a law and outline these, outlaw these things, okay, right, you can do that, but you gotta do it in the, the light of day. You can't do this in the dark of night. You can't sort of have these, uh, we just decided what the law is and we're just going to enforce it accordingly. The senators are saying you can't do that. So the letter continues. They say, look, in addition to the ATF threatening letters, it has recently come to our attention that ATF has formulated secret internal guidance to, quote, assist ATF personnel tasked with differentiating solid traps from silencers and machine guns to FRTs, right? So you've got this internal guidance saying, well, here's how we're going to differentiate these things. These documents contain summaries of the standards that came from Firearms and Ammunition Technology Division saying, disturbingly, ATF made these documents available only to those tasked with enforcing the law, not those who need to comply with it, right? So what they're, it, it's almost like, you know, entrapment is a, is a legal term of art that gets thrown around very easily. 
But it's almost like it's playing knowing the full set of rules, knowing the other side doesn't, right? And that's not fair. Saying You sort of know that you have this enforcement team that you're building. You have this internal policy. You're going to make all of these threats. You've got internal guidance on what you're going to do here. But the people who are doing their best to comply with the law, right? Law-abiding gun owners, which is the vast majority of people who own guns in this country, are all trying to comply with the laws. Oh, we got to go get a concealed carry law. All right, go do it and go to there and go to comply with the rules everywhere you go. Put, you know, and you go to the, the range, right? These are the most sort of uh, disciplined rule-following people ever. <laughs> all over the place. And so firearms owners want to comply with the rules, want to comply with the laws, but the ATF under this new, uh, you know, uh, Marvin are now having <clears throat> issues with communicating what the rules are. Why? So that they can sort of entrap people so that they can say, oh, you're violating the law and take these companies out and sort of uh, pull, pull the rug out from under them let them build these entities and then pull them out. And it gives them more enforcement power and more ability to go out there and exercise their jurisdiction. They say, we find ATF's attempt to conceal its interpretations of the law disturbing, of course. In a free society, every citizen is presumed to know the law. Thus, as the Supreme Court has said, it needs no argument to show that all should have free access to the law. And ignorance of the law is no excuse. You know, we say this all the time in the law. Well, I didn't know it was illegal. Well, that's your problem. You know, you should know that it's not, that, that you can't do that. And you please say that, oh, I didn't know what the speed limit. Well, it's not your, the speed limit is what the speed limit is. If you're going over it, you're going over it. It doesn't matter to me if you didn't know it. That's no excuse. Because if ignorance of the law was an excuse, every single defendant would say, well, I just didn't know what the law was and everything would be dismissed. And so our laws have said that is not an excuse. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. But if the ATF is going to be charging people with laws or guidance that they haven't communicated to everybody else, they are encouraging the ignorance of the law. In fact, they're making it happen. There is no possibility for people who are law-abiding gun owners to know anything about it because it's all secret guidance. They say this is including the statute of the law and the materials, according to the Supreme Court, that detail the authentic exposition or the rolling out of the law and the interpretation of the law. So we have to have people know and understand the law in order to comply with the law. Our government, including the ATF, has a duty to inform Americans what they must do to comply with the federal law, especially when the conduct involves the exercise of an enumerated constitutional right, hello, like the Second Amendment, and violations could result in a penalty of up to 10 years in prison. The use of the secret law is anathema to our system of government. The U.S. Court of Appeals Seventh Circuit agrees. And it says the ATF has done some very problematic things, saying this is the sort of tactic usually associated with totalitarian regimes. We've seen this, right? Take a look at Russia. Look at what they just did to Navalny. Navalny just got charged with a whole new set of crimes going away for 10 years or whatever, right? It's like, did, did, did he have due process to appear in front of his government and contest these? Not really, right? And this happens all over the world, including now the United States. Are you excited about that? I'm not. Here it says, with this attempted secret regulation, the ATF shows an abject disregard for the fundamental principles of governments, federal, uh, whatever, federal cannot enforce the law in this manner. I don't know, like put Merrick Garland's big head over this word, whatever that is. Federal agencies cannot enforce the law in this manner, I think is what it says. And you can see it's a big problem if people don't know what the law is and they're being asked to comply with it. Every, we find, uh, we already read this one here, our government, including the ATF, so all said and done, the senators then write, in light of the above, now we respectfully request the U.S. Justice Department and the ATF give us answers to these questions. 
They say they want all internal instructions, directives, or guidance to any and all employees or contractors working in this space. They want to know what the indicators are that the ATF is using to make these determinations. Okay, is it a firearm with an FRT or with a uh, solvent trap or that are legal? Or are these silencers and machine guns, right? What are the indicia that allow them to make a determination one way or the other? All internal instructions, directives, or guidance to any and all employees about those indicators. So if you came up with the list and you disseminated those to your employees, uh, what'd you say in those emails? Here, copies of all publications where they've made this guidance and the criteria available to the agents and an explanation as to how these bulletins are used by law enforcement and an explanation why these have not been made available to the public. Why didn't you just let everybody know this was going to be the new rules? Hmm. The ATF is charged by law with enforcing the nation's firearms. ATF has no authority to conceal public guidance and must issue those regulations. And they want notice of the proposed regulations provided to the American people before they go into effect, which, you know, makes sense so that the people can know what it is and comply with it before they get thrown in prison for 10 years and have their businesses destroyed, even though they were doing their very best to comply with the law. Very interesting letters signed off on here by a number of different senators. Uh, we've already covered some of them. We have Ben Sass, Mike Crapo here, uh, Marsha Blackburn's in the house and uh, others. Now, this was the ultimate lawsuit that was filed. This was the affidavit that came from Kevin C. Maxwell. And I wanted to just pause on this and show you briefly what was going on here. This was filed back on eight, uh, August 2nd, 2021. And this is sort of what he's saying that he experienced as a result of receiving that letter. So they sued Rare Breed, uh, breed tri Triggers, sued Merrick Garland, and then Marvin Richardson, all sorts of different claims. But this is the affidavit explaining what happened to them when they got this. They say, look, I'm over 18. I'm a licensed attorney in good standing in Florida. I'm the sole owner and lawyer for Rare Breed Triggers. We sell patented FRTs. We've got diagrams and videos. We've got all this stuff that's on file with RBT. It's a semi-automatic trigger, meaning only one round is expelled by each function. Functions like many others, semi-automatic firearms, eight steps in an operation, every single one. Firing, unlocking, extracting, ejecting, cocking, feeding, chambering, and locking with the bolt and go on. As the round passes the gas port, most of the gas is vented through and the whole thing goes. This, they, they say here, like all AR-15s, as the bolt carrier moves to the rear, cocks the hammer, and the FRT's patented design, as the bolt carrier cocks the hammer, the cocking hammer also forces a reset on the trigger, which pushes the shooter's finger forward. This forced reset is what makes it legal. So it sounds like the trigger is sort of, you know, is, is getting some pressure that pushes back against the finger, and since the finger is pushing back against the trigger, right, you sort of have this sort of... Uh, meeting of the forces that creates that rapid fire that we saw in the video. Simultaneously, as the trigger is forced into a reset position and the cycle is complete, buffer spring and triggers pulled again. Look, it's, here it says, until the trigger is pulled again, the firearm will not and cannot fire. In fact, pulling the trigger to the rear with enough force to overcome the reset function will cause it to cease operation. Okay, so it's not like a semi-automatic to my knowledge, whereas if you just pull it all the way back, it just goes until you're out of ammunition. Here, if you pull it all the way back and hold it, no more bullets come out because it requires the full back and forth of the trigger. It says here, thus, while the FRT does allow for more rapid firing, it does not allow more than one round of ammunition per pull of the trigger. Before the FRT ever went into manufacturing, I submitted a prototype. This is Kevin McCann, Esquire, seeking a legal opinion. They say Mr. McCann is personally known to me. My understanding that the defendant, Craig Sayer, all is well aware. 
And then they got a letter saying that this does not. Oh, wait. So they got a, a previous letter saying that they are uh, in compliance with the law. On August 6, 2020, they got a, a, an opinion from IFSA's director. O'Kelly provides a detailed analysis, and he concluded that the FRT does not meet the definition of a machine gun. So remember when I was saying that everybody bends over backwards to try to comply with the rules? Look at what these people have done here. Multiple lawyers, multiple letters of, of sort of investigation went out. Multiple people with a lot of background and experience saying, no, it doesn't meet the definition of a machine gun. It's all good. Build it. Yeah, take your money and go build it. After all of that, it goes into manufacturing. Sought two additional examinations and opinions from two additional national firearms experts to ensure that any development would not fall under the definition of a machine gun. On or about Feb 21, 24, plaintiffs got a letter back from the ATF agent where, uh, they, let's see here, Some, somebody else. Oh, yeah. this is Oh, this is not with the actual, a former ATF. Former ATF used to work over there. This guy, Rick Vasquez, uh, he says he analyzed. He says, yep, not a machine gun. May 4th, got another opinion letter. Mr. Lutke, former ATF special agent, 22 years. Let's see what he says. Um, he says he provided the plaintiffs with yet another opinion letter. Again, analyzing the functions of the FRT, comparing it against the definition of a machine gun under federal law. He concluded that it does not meet the definition of a machine gun. And they attached that letter as well. So we've got four experts now, well-known former ATF special agents, also DOJ ATF presented them as experts in their own criminal cases and prosecutions. They're all telling you, not a machine gun. So he sought the opinion of them and they proceeded then to create the device and sell it. They did. On July 26, 2021, DOJ ATF comes in. Meeting took place. They have a, they, they examined it. And they said, oh, yeah, you know what? We decided it is a machine gun. Oh, yeah. So all of those former ATF agents said, no, they said, yeah, convenient. Here they say, I requested this alleged examination, but they say that they did not have it. So they go through knowing this was not true. I disagreed with the conclusion. I further informed SAC. It's not my opinion. I've got four expert witnesses who've also communicated that. Everybody knows who these experts are. And now they have to file a lawsuit. They're saying this is going to harm our customers, lose monetary value. We put a ton of effort into this. We had to cease manufacturing all units. We had to make arrangements with the ATF because they're now reacquiring all the FRT-15s that have already been sold. They got to go out and get it all. So those customers then are going to harm their company, seek chargebacks, of course. Their business is going to collapse if they're not allowed to do this. They're going to have to close and everything's going to go away. And it's going to be a big, gigantic problem because the federal government decided to just sort of change the rules. Four ex former experts all saying it's kosher. Here they're saying no. So Kevin Maxwell, the lawyer, signing off on this says, therefore, I provided all of this. This is my affidavit. This is everything that happened. And court, can you please help rectify this problem? Now, this case was ultimately dismissed, as I mentioned, but the senators are now on the case. And so they sent a letter over to the DOJ saying that these types of triggers are perfectly lawful, perfectly legal, and are things that should be uh, allowed to be sold. Or if not, really the big point of this, I think that comes out of the senator's letter is clarity. They want some transparency on what the guidelines are so that the people who have been doing their very best to comply with the laws can continue to do so. And we'll see if the ATF or the DOJ or anybody else responds and what they have to say about it. But we'll continue to follow it along. I hope you join us in that journey. Would love it if you subscribed and stuck around. Would also really love it if you shared this video with somebody who might be interested in this topic and invited them to come join us and stick around on the next one because I look forward to seeing you 